Certainly an exciting day for the Edmonton Oilers to acquire Duncan Keith. Just felt like uh, the Edmonton Oilers right now. It was a, it was a good fit, a great fit. Excited to uh, to start this this new chapter of my career and try to win a cup in Edmonton. It's always been uh, my goal to, to be able to stay in Edmonton, and it's just what I've wanted. I've loved my time in Edmonton so far. The team is uh, progressing uh, the way we want it to, and I want to be a part of that. And uh, obviously, the biggest reason I want to stay is that I want to win at Edmonton. Here's McDavid all the way, scores! Hello, hello, happy Friday. It's July 23rd, and welcome to the Locked On Oilers podcast. I'm your host, Hernan Salas from TSN 1260, the Two Guys in a Goalie podcast. Remember, you can connect with me on Twitter at HernanTheMan and at Locked On Oilers. It is draft day, so today we'll be joined by Will Scouch from scouching.ca, NHL draft analytics and scouting website. Also, a contributor at McKean's Hockey. You can connect with Will at Scouching. He's got some really good stuff on that website. Make sure to check it out. This episode is brought to you by Spotify Green Room. Download the Spotify. Green Room app and find one of our locked on rooms. Right, guys, like I said, it is draft day. It gets going today at 5 o'clock. The Edmonton Oilers hold the 19th overall pick. Buffalo has the number one pick, Seattle number two, Anaheim number three, New Jersey number four, Columbus at number five. Those are your top five. What's going to happen there? Looking at a lot of different lists. Looks like Owen Power for most part is number one, but after that, I, th- I feel like everyone has a different, different look. The Edmonton Oilers. Uh, after their first pick, they have a pick in round number four. They have two in the sixth round and one in the seventh. No second, third, or fifth round pick for the Edmonton Oilers. So it's going to be a quiet, quiet draft. Looking at some other lists here, Craig Button has Samu Tumala from Carpat at right wing. I'm probably butchering these names, but uh, he that's his pick. Bob McKenzie has Zachary Bolduc from Ramuski at uh, center. Uh, elite prospects will go with uh, Matthew Samuskevich from the Chicago Steel, also a right winger. McKenzie has Sebastian Kosa going at 19. Of course, from the Edmonton Oil Kings, ISS Hockey has Chaz Lucius from uh, the U.S. National Under-18 team. He's a center, probably the best name in the draft. <laughs> Chaz and Sportsnet has Carson Lambos. Uh, says JYP under 20, also Winnipeg Ice. He's a defenseman. I highly doubt they'll go defense. You heard Kenny Holland say the other day that uh, they're probably going to go forward there. But if Kosa or Wallstead are there, like gonna be, uh, it's going to be intriguing to see what the Edmonton Oilers do. Well, they pick there can they trade down to get more picks i mean that wouldn't be the worst idea or are they just going to make a good old-fashioned trade maybe they go out and get a goaltender but uh, yeah that's uh, wishful thinking on my part what's it going to be and uh, if you look at the top five owen power matthew beniers is there mason mctavish william ecklin uh, simon edvinson uh, there's a lot of guys uh, dylan gunther like i mentioned two edmonton old kings uh set to go in the first round dylan gunther gonna go i've seen a lot of lists has him as high as four uh but he's probably going to go top 10. Sebastian Costa is a little bit further down in that 20 to 30 range. So we'll see where these two guys go. They're both fantastic hockey players. Lucky enough to watch them a lot of times down at Rogers Place before COVID, obviously. Uh, so it's going to be exciting. Jake Neighbors won last year. That was pretty cool. And uh, so <laughs> we'll see what happens tonight. But who's your pick? I mean, how much do you look into the draft? Who do you have at 19 for the Edmonton Oilers? 
Will there, will there be movement? Will there be trades around the NHL? We usually get so excited for it, and then it's just a complete downer. Nothing really happens, but the Oilers have a lot of holes to fill, and uh, they got to make some some something happen. Now, if you move that 19th overall pick, is it the end of the world? I, I don't think so. I mean, this team is in win mode now. The rumors of Zach Hyman coming here on a long-term deal are are heating up as days go on. You got Duncan Keith here now. What else is, is, is Kenny Holland going to do? So I think if he can get a goaltender, get some way to improve your team now that 19th overall pick is definitely going to be on the moves i'm recording this uh early uh, on friday morning i have to jump on the lowdown show and then do the draft show later tonight so i wanted to get this podcast out early and give you a nice draft primer as we'll talk with will about the top five about the two edmonton old kings and and who the Oilers should be looking at at 19 i mean it <laughs> we always have these mock drafts and, and it never goes to uh goes as planned so we'll see who's there but uh it's going to be fun it's going to be fun Tom Gazzola, Lowtide, and myself will have the show on TSN 1260 starting at 6. And we'll take you all the way to the last pick of the draft. So it should be a fun, fun Friday. And then next Wednesday, free agency kicks off. And um, yeah, you know how it's going to be here in Edmonton. We're either going to love or hate everything Ken Holland does. It's just the way we do things here in Edmonton. But until then, uh, yeah, let's just uh, relax this week and enjoy because things are going to pick up as we head <laughs> as we head into August. The Edmonton Oilers, uh, you know, the fan base needs uh, is looking at uh, Mr. Kenny Holland to see if he can improve this team. So far, I'd say the fans are a little concerned with what the direction this team is going in. But again, Again, we talked about it yesterday, Zach Hyman, you're going to get him long term. But if you win in the next four years, and I think that's the plan, who cares, right? If you win the cup in the next four years, you'll deal with that. The other four years of Nuge and, and Zach Hyman on these long term deals. This is a four year plan. That's what it is. If they bring in Hyman, they look at Nuge's contract. Dry Sidle's up in four years. McDavid's up, what, in five? So the, the, they want to win in these next four or five years. So that is the plan. And, and to get the AAV down, you're obviously going to give a longer term. On Monday, on Monday, I will have a what's segment. Now, I'm fascinated by this, and I, I don't want to spoil it too much, but I keep seeing on Twitter that the Oilers are considering Ethan Bear. No, it's not reliable sources. It's just bloggers and 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 and. And some people in the media are saying, well, Bear might be on the move, but that makes no sense. You lost out, you lost Adam Larson. You're going to bring in Tyson Berry and trade Ethan Bear, and then you you still need to fill that spot. That makes absolutely no sense to me. So we'll break that down in the what segment. And also, Kenny Holland said he would not qualify JJ Carr and Dominic Cohn, and we're mad about that. Don't we want the Oilers to improve? So bringing back the same guys from last year is that improvement? Like, I, I'm just blown away. But nonetheless, I'll get to that on Monday. It should be fun. And I, if anything happens tonight or tomorrow early in terms of a trade or something like that, we will jump on here and, and throw out a podcast. But if not, Monday, we'll um, get ready for free agency. And we'll in the what segment, we'll talk Ethan Bear and we'll talk about, I don't know what it is, but here in Edmonton, we love bringing back uh, the same players or old players that used to be here. I, I just don't get it. The team needs to improve. So in order to do that, you need to bring new players. <laughs> <laughs> better players like Dominic Ohn. Come on. JJ Kyrie get because he kills penalties. He's going to come in cheap, but you want to improve your bottom six, but yet you want to bring back the same guys. So yeah, we'll get to all that. But coming up next, let's get your draft update underway with Will Scouch from scouching.ca. This is the Lockdown Oilers podcast with Hernan Salas. So now welcome in Will Scouch from scouching.ca. It's a website for NHL draft analytics and scouting and a contributor at McKean's Hockey. Well, it's a big day. In the NHL with the NHL draft going, uh, how's the, how's the prep coming along? Uh, honestly, uh, right now it's just making sure that I can like feed myself while I'm live on camera during the entire <laughs> NHL draft. Right now, the the actual draft work I think 
uh, kind of slowed down a little bit over the last month mm-hmm. or so. So honestly, it hasn't been so bad. But uh, now it's just more making sure that I can, like, you know, make it through the weekend safely. <laughs> Oh, I see, I see. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be fun tonight for sure. I think it's going at 5 o'clock. Uh, look, before we get to the Oilers stuff here, you know, it's um, got to look at that top five. Uh, I was looking at a lot of different uh, lists yesterday, and it seems like Owen Power is the one that uh, is, is, <laughs> is looking like he might go number one. I know you have it a little bit different. There's a lot of quality players uh, in the top five. This is a draft. Many are saying they really don't know how it's going to go. Uh, how, you, how are you looking at that top five in the number one overall pick, Will? Well, you you said most of it there. I mean, Owen Power is going number one. I mean, I haven't heard anything specific, but I haven't heard anything about the Buffalo Sabres not wanting him at number one. Um, I think that's just what's going to happen. I, I don't know. Like you said, he's not the guy that, for me, is the number one pick. Okay. But, you know, so, such is life. Um, but I think the top five this year, I mean, I wish I could tell you that I think I know what's going to happen. I mean, my top five, I wouldn't be surprised if four of my top five guys went outside the top five. Um, I, I think that there are other players that certain NHL teams might just really like their brand of game and might just really value it and put them up higher on the board than I am anticipating. But, you know, that, that's perfectly okay. Uh, I honestly wish I could tell you what I think is going to happen. I mean, I can see a Mason <laughs> McTavish going as high as two. I could see Simon okay. Edmondson going as high as two. I could see Dylan Gunther going as high as two or three. But all those things, like, I'm not sure I would do. But, again, like, I can absolutely see how that would happen, especially given, you know, we saw what Seattle did in the expansion draft. And I kind of think I know what Bob Murray likes in a prospect, you know, this more – physical sort of high intensity two-way kind of player mm-hmm. um so i don't know we'll see what happens but it, it's going to be it's going to be very very interesting regardless and i mean if you're a team in the top 10 i don't think you can really make that bad of a decision i think it's just that there's a lot of different brands of players that play very similar impact level games but just very different styles and varieties of it so we'll see what happens uh <laughs> It'll be very, very interesting, though. Yeah, I, I got to ask you, Will, though, why why don't you have Owen Power at number one, and who is your pick to go number one? I I think that, you know, I'm a big fan of, of evaluating the player's current talent level, especially early in the draft. Um, I look at Owen Power, and I see a really interesting and unique potential offensive leaning guy. Like, his offensive rush abilities and his vision with the puck offensively are things that I think are really hard to find when you add the context of how big he is and how mobile he can be in a straight mm. line. The problems to me are often without the puck. And I like the, the biggest thing I'm seeing is that people are basically anointing him as the first overall pick and saying, well, at the world championship, he was a minute theater and didn't mess up and looked like this and this and this. And that's promising for an 18 year old, which is true. But I also watched a lot of him in college and I saw him struggle defensively in a number of different scenarios. I saw him struggle to, I saw him struggle to get into the situations where he can maximize what he's capable of. And to me, that's just not, it's a I think there's a lot of work to be done there, especially making it work for a player, his size on an NHL ice surface outside of being just a, a stopper. Um, but I do think there's a lot to work with. I think with development and time, you could end up with a really interesting offensive defenseman there, but I just not, I'm not sure that's what NHL teams see out of him. 
for me, Matthew Beniers is number one. I, okay. I think that he's the guy that I pick at number one. I think he's got a great motor at both ends of the ice. He's a great skater. He's got great skill. You know, he's he's a hard worker. He's a guy where you can tap him on the back, and at, with two minutes left in the third period of a game, whether it's one nothing or you're down one nothing, and you can you can expect him to to plug the hole, or you can expect him to try to help create a goal. So. I really like the kid. I, I've liked him pretty much all season long. I've been watching him for three years. Um, I remember, I mean, it's since December, I think he's been my number one guy. And the only other guy I think that could threaten him there is William Eklund. But the Nears plays center. He plays it so well. I, I think that that's a really valuable player there that could really be a great add to your team. Maybe not your first-line center that scores 100 points every year, but a really good number two that can slot in behind your really elite offensive players. But I also think that there's a universe where Beniers works on some things offensively to become that level of player. But but that's the guy that I have at, at number one. Well, there's uh, being here in Edmonton, there's two uh, oil kings slated to go in the first round. Dylan Gunther uh, is expected to go pretty high. Sebastian Kosa probably later in the first round. Um, you know, both guys I've been able to watch covering the old Kings here uh, before COVID. Coast a very talented goaltender, very um, uh, sharp guy and uh, confident. And Dylan Gunther is just the skill he showed uh, playing with Jake Neighbors here in Edmonton was just outstanding. Where do you see these two guys ending up uh, when it's all said and done? Ooh, I mean, your guess is as good as mine. <laughs> I, I, I look at, I mean, I look at Dylan Gunther and see a guy who. I'm not sure how much of his offense projects, but he's got enough tools in his toolkit and enough of a brain for the game where I think that it's entirely possible that he does sort of overcome the the pace issues in his game and and shot selection issues. But I think that at the end of the day, he's going to end up a top six sort of good offensive scoring player. But could he go second or third overall? I think it's possible. I don't see it as, as, as impossible, but I could also see a world where he's available closer to 10th or 11th overall. And in that case, He's a great, great pick in that range. Um, I am a big fan of what he could possibly be. Um, but again, he's going to be, he might be just because he's a scoring winger who didn't have the best under 18. He might be a guy that just is number two on a couple of lists that just pushes him down a couple of slots more than people might think. That's going to happen to someone this year. And it might be him, maybe not. I, I actually have no idea. But he is a very fascinating one uh, that could go anywhere in the top 10, and I wouldn't be surprised. Um, and beyond that, I mean, Sebastian Kosa is, is, is kind of the same, same thing, but like even more extreme because he's a, a goaltender and a team in the top 10 might just go, yeah, that's our guy. You know, he stopped a ton of pucks. He played longer into the season and, and that might be a factor to some teams. And, you know, he's, he's huge as well. That's also a factor. And they might just go, you know what, let's just pay, take the goalie. We think, and for whatever reason, they might think there's more there than Walstead. Uh, but at the same time, I could easily see NHL teams going, yeah, but not a hundred percent sure about drafting a CHL goaltender that high, you know, it doesn't usually work out and we'll see. I don't know. I don't know. And it might just push him down a little bit, bit by bit, you know, towards around where I have him ranked in the late first. I like what I see out of Kosa. I think he's a legitimate first round pick. Um, I'm just not sure, you know, especially after the 20th range ish in my, in my rankings, I think it would make sense to start pitching him as an option, but I mean, at the same time, goalies are weird. NHL teams with goalies are strange. I'm starting to see more reports that, that, that he might go before Walstead. And if that's what happens, I mean, it, he could go pretty high. And I have, I have no idea uh, if that's actually going to happen, but I just have a hunch that it will, um, which, great, good for him. Uh, but, yeah, he's a good goaltender, I think. Um, but 
it'll be very interesting to see where both of these guys go. And it's also a good example of just how unpredictable I think this draft is, is going to be for sure. Did you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors? There is something for everyone. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mix box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're healthy too. Order today and get the grasshopper cookie or raspberry or whatever you like. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Go to Built.com and use promo code grasshopper15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code grasshopper15 for 15% off at Built.com. You know, I'm talking about goaltending. Uh, I was looking at your picks, and your website has a lot, a lot of good information there, and I, and I love it because you have a, a scouch uh, pick, and then you have Will's gut pick, and you had uh, Matthew Coronado from the Chicago Steel, right winger for scouch's pick, and then for Will's pick, you had Jesper Wallstedt, uh, the Swedish goaltender. Um, why these two guys, and uh, do, do you think the other goaltender in Jesper is going to be there at 19? I Well, that's the other thing. I mean, I've seen a lot of projections on him all over the place, and, and I wouldn't be surprised to see him be a guy that flips in the draft, um, you know, a Swedish goaltender who didn't, you know, he didn't go to the under-18s, he didn't play as long into the draft season as Costa did. Um, you know, he, he played overseas in professional hockey, which, you know, seems like people don't have as much as many eyes on. Um, and I just get the feeling that he's just going to get bumped a little bit, you know, okay. pick by pick and then end up a little bit later. But, and, and in my mock draft, I mean, that's kind of what happened is I just kind of looked at all the teams in there and said, you know, a lot of these guys have goaltenders. I don't know if any of these, you know, it's hard because all it takes, like I said, with Casa is just one team to go, that's our guy at, you know, it could be as high as fourth overall for, for all I know. And the team could just take the goalie. Cause I think he's really good. Um, but with Coronado, I think he's just a really interesting pick for, for Edmonton. I think he would fill something that they kind of both seem to look for in a player, but also what they look for in a player, but also being good at it. Mm-hmm. And I think he, he has a really good sort of two-way brain for the game. He's a responsible player at both ends. He started playing center more as the year went on, which I thought was a really interesting match for him um, with his playing style. I mean, he's a player who I think that the only thing really holding him back from success of some kind in the NHL is just working on this fundamentals. So, so skating, generating speed, getting stronger. Um, and I think with those improvements, I think that there's going to be a really interesting player with Matthew Coronado. He's, you know, he scores a ton of points, but I'm not hundred percent sure he's going to score a ton of points in the NHL, but he works hard. He earns what he gets. And I just feel like that, that endears himself to a lot of NHL teams. And if his, like I said, if his fundamentals improve over the next little while, he's going to Harvard, he's going to get plenty of ice time, I think. Um, then I think there could be an interesting maybe middle six Swiss Army knife guy that can play on the wing or the center or, or at center, like whatever you need. And I think that the Edmonton Oilers could really use some of those, you know, maybe not a guy that can play with Connor McDavid, for example, or a guy that can play yeah. with Leon Dreisaitl, but someone that can really fill out the lineup. And that doesn't sound like a big swing or like a particularly um, appealing idea, but I think that that would – it, he's a good player for starters, and I think that it, it would fill an interesting need for what, what the Oilers kind of might could be able to use. Um, and I think he's a legitimately good option in, the, in that range, especially if he's available where the Oilers pick him. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, here at TSN 1260, the other day we had a draft uh, guest on as well, and he had Matthew Coronado too as uh, someone the Oilers should definitely be looking at if he's there at 19. Uh, you brought up Jesper Wallstead and Matthew Coronado for the Edmonton Oilers. Is there a third option you can see the Oilers taking? Because Kenny Holland in his uh, press conference uh, yesterday said that they'll probably go forward at that spot. Is there just a third name maybe you can drop for uh, Edmonton Oilers? Fans? Yeah, I mean, 
there's there's a lot. I mean, I look at Coronado and think that he's probably the clearest example of what I think they might look at. Another name I think might come up is, is Simon Robertson. I mean, Ken Holland drafted Philip Broberg, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. and they're from the same program overseas. They played together this year. Um, there was lots of chances to get eyes on Simon Robertson. I really like him. I think Robertson, he's 16th on my board. I think he will be available at that Oilers pick. Um, I, I be I might not be surprised if he isn't, but I do think he will be. And I think that, you know, he's not a guy that could play center, but I think there's a guy there that, that again, with Coronado, a bit of development to his speed uh, could really unlock a lot of his game. He's, he's not the best straight line skater, but, you know, he's really good on his edges. His hands are great. He can make a play off the boards. He's got great vision. He's got an insanely good shot. Um, you know, there were, and there's a, there are, he's one of those players where, once in a while, I'll see something out of him, and I go, okay, if he can do this a lot more often, then this guy could be electrifying. And it's just a matter of rounding out his game and, and just sort of getting more comfortable and stronger. Um, and I think that there's a, a really interesting player there as well. That that probably would be another option that probably will be available for the Oilers that I think could happen based on the connections there and, and, and what they're kind of looking for in a player. Um, maybe a bit more of a skill-type player, but I think that, again, as a winger as well, you can't really have too many of those. And I think the Oilers, again, another thing they kind of need is that depth up front and depth of actual tangible scoring offense. And I think Robertson gives you that. And and at the Oilers pick, I think it's a good value pick. In this draft is, is like you've mentioned throughout this podcast, it's uh, it's all over the place. You just, I don't think many will be surprised where any of these players end up, but uh at 19 for the Edmonton Oilers, yeah, it's either going to be, uh, uh, it's probably going to be a forward. And uh, I mean, if Kosa or Wallstead are there, it's going to be interesting to see what the Edmonton Oilers do. Because in the, at, the, at the end of the day, they need to find that number one goaltender eventually in their system. They don't have that guy right now. But Will, uh, once again, great stuff. Uh, look forward to uh, your work today. And uh, check out Will's coach uh, on scouting.ca. It's NHL draft analytics and scouting. Some great stuff there. Also a contributor at McKean's Hockey. Will, enjoy the draft tonight. All the hard work uh, goes today. And uh, yeah, we'll have you on here shortly, maybe to recap uh, the draft. Absolutely. Thank you very much for having me. Good luck to the Oilers tonight as well. Big shout out to Will Scouch from Scouching.ca for joining me here on the Locked On Oilers podcast. Great stuff. Draft goes today at 5 o'clock. Reminder that I'll be on TSN 1260 with Tom Gazzola and Low Tide as we'll take you through the draft uh, starting at 6 and we'll take you all the way till the last pick. Uh, not a lot of news this morning on the NHL. Nothing coming from the Edmonton Oilers. So I got not a lot to report, but uh, we'll see what happens tonight. Again, if something breaks Edmonton Oilers, we will jump on on the weekend. If not, we'll chat Monday. Don't forget to hit me up on Twitter at HernanTheMan and at LockedOnOilers. I appreciate all the downloads. The last three episodes, uh, there's a ton, and I truly, truly appreciate it. Thank you for the support, and uh, keep those downloads coming, and subscribe on your favorite apps for all the latest episodes for the Locked On Oilers podcast and my producer, Juanito. I am Hernan the Man talking Los Petroleros. Enjoy your weekend. Stay safe. We'll chat on Monday.